Good morning. Just like the last service. Good morning. That's good. That Kentucky won yesterday, right? We gave, we gave Kentucky a big cheer, right? Wait a minute, let me say it like this. Who day? Who day, right? The Bengals won, right? In the Super Bowl, right? Oh, that didn't work either. Let me say it like this. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can do better than that. If we can declare that it is the very breath of God in our lungs, and we say that we want to pour out our praise, let me hear you pour out your praise if that's the breath that you have in your lungs. Let me hear you pour out your play, praise with a hand clap of God. Amen. Amen. Just like the last time I preached here almost two years ago, I realized that I stand between you and your lunch. So if you pray with me, I'll preach and we'll be done. But if you don't, we might be here a while. Now, before I get started, I want to introduce myself because Monty said that somebody after the 930 service, they asked, well, who is he? Well, my name is Robert. And that's all I can say. Because truthfully, I'm just a nobody trying to tell somebody about, trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Amen? Let me say it again. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. And now that the focus is off me and our praise is vertical, let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh in this place. Shape me, take me, mold me, use me. Anoint me, appoint me, so that you may get the glory, that you may get the honor, and you may get the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So, if you have your Bibles... First of all, let me welcome those of you watching online. Also, we don't want to forget about that audience as well. If you have your Bibles, if you would turn with me to the gospel according to Mark, as we are still walking through the gospel according to Mark. Turn to chapter 4, and for our hearing this morning, we are going to land on at verse 33, verses 33 and 34. Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 33 and 34. And it reads, it's up on the screen as well. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. And when they were alone, he explained all things to his disciples. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing and to the obedience of his word. So if I was to put a title for this discussion today, that title would simply be, What Did You Hear? As we look at the scripture, what did you hear? 
as it pertains, pertains to the parables. So the other day I was riding in the car and I was listening to Jonathan McReynolds, who is a gospel artist. And I was listening to his, one of his tracks uh, titled Cycles. And so within the, the, the song, the lyrics pop, the lyrics came through my, my sound system, and the lyric said, the devil wants to learn from your mistakes even if you don't. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. what does that mean? What did I just hear? The devil wants to learn from your mistakes even if you don't. And then the song goes on to say, that's how he keeps you in cycles. And I was, so I played it back. One time, played it back again, and I didn't get anything. But the other day, I was studying for this message, and, and God reminded me of the words of Jesus in the gospel according to John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. And, and so I'm like, what? Okay. So what I hear is the enemy comes to steal your joy, comes to kill your witness, therefore destroy your hope in Jesus. And so I was like, okay. And understanding that the times that we're living in, it's very easy for us to, to get caught up in the temptations of the devil, devil and repeat cycles of sin. And so I was like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But then right after those words in John 10, the same passage, Jesus says, I have come that they, you, Robert, me, may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. He says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And so you might say, well, what is that? How does those two tie together? So let me tell you what I heard. I heard the Lord say through, the devil wants to learn from your mistakes, even if you don't, is that what God has given me, <laughs> the devil had, but it, was, but it wasn't good enough for him. So I get to praise God all day long. Amen. I get to praise God for who he is and what he has done in my life. The devil had it, but it wasn't good enough. So I get to do it. You get to do it. We get to do it. And so what, I, what I'm trying to say is when God makes himself and his truth known to us, we understand that to be revelation. revelation. Amen. The revelation does not always have to be what is coming. I believe that we can find revelation in everyday experiences of our lives if we are willing to open our hearts to a supreme and sovereign God. Amen? Okay. Amen? That's one. <laughs> so in Deuteronomy 29, 29, the Lord God, as he uh, encourages Israel through, the, through Moses' sermon, he says in, in their, about their covenant relationship, 
with him and their obedience to him to not for them not to concern themselves with the future. The scripture says the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. They didn't have control over the future, but they did have control over how they heard and how they responded to the Lord as he gave them directions for their lives. And, and, and we don't have control over what God has done, what God is doing and what he will do. But if we would just listen to his voice and hear what he wants us to hear, we will understand this thing better by and by. So as we continue to walk through this gospel according to Mark, it is important for us to, to hear, to hear what thus said the Lord. So in Mark chapter 4, we come to know Jesus more as a teacher, the master teacher. And, and, and when teaching, he uses parables for their hearing so, so that they can determine if they want to be inside or out of the, inside the kingdom or out of the kingdom of God. And so up to this point, you know, we've heard Monty, we've heard, uh, uh, we've heard Reverend Monty and Reverend Philip, excuse me. Uh, up to this point, we've heard and witnessed the, the witness from this action-packed gospel the fulfilling of the Old Testament prophecy of Isaiah 40 and 3 of the one crying in the wilderness. We witnessed and heard the ministry of John the Baptist. We witnessed and heard, witnessed the, the baptism of Jesus. We witnessed the temptation uh, uh, by Satan to Jesus. We've, we witnessed the ministry of Jesus to, uh, to be baptized and repent and be baptized. We witnessed Jesus's healing his cleansing. We've witnessed Jesus preaching and healing as they turned the living room into the life room. But despite all of this, the reality in this chapter is there's still opposition to Jesus and what Jesus came to came for. So the writer begins by saying, and Jesus, again, he began to teach by the sea. Listen, there was still a crowd. There was still a crowd following Jesus. There were still believers following Jesus. There were still haters. There were still fence straddlers following Jesus. Amen. But, we, but, but this time we witnessed a shift. We, miss, we witness a shift in Jesus' teaching. Jesus begins to teach in a style called parables. And he used the parables to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson and truth. The parables are, are, are found only in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke. Send together, optic, see, synoptic. Together, we get an account of Jesus' parables. 
The Greek word for parable is parabole, which means comparison. Jesus used these parables to compare the kingdom of God to everyday experiences, which can be revealed in his truth. Stay with me. I'm going somewhere. You can debate the number of parables, but I'm not here to do that. All I'm here to do is say that there is a great mystery about the kingdom of God reflected in the teach, reflected through the teaching of Jesus' parables. In these stories, these teachings, truth, truth was revealed in a form that, re, that it required faith to accept and to understand what the kingdom of God was like. It is a central truth to the purpose of why Jesus came. Parables make you think more about God, Jesus, and the kingdom, and less about yourself. There was a story behind the story. The main purpose of the parables was to enlighten to make people aware of the kingdom of God and how it had come. But, but there was also another purpose for these parables, and, and that was to expose unbelief to those who reject the truth of the good news, to expose the hardened hearts of those who just did not want to believe. Those who showed up just to set up Jesus. Those who just refused to accept the good news. It was nothing new to Jesus because in Matthew 13, we see that Jesus pointed out in the present world, there would always be a mixture of those who belong to God's kingdom and those who do not. See, we're coming to church, but do we really want to be the church? We come to church every Sunday, but do we want to be the church every day? Everybody comes, but does everybody really want to know the truth? There was a mention last week about the critics in the crowd. The big crowds that followed Jesus had critics, but, but, but were they truly interested in his kingdom, in his ministry? And this is a moment of self-reflection. We have to ask ourselves, are we truly interested? Or, or do we just want the miracles and the things that benefit us? Make no mistake about it, the critics... They were the ones that were well-versed and very knowledgeable about God. But, but because of their hearts, their hearts, this wasn't the kingdom of God that they were expecting. Amen? The parables present two opposing works in the kingdom of God, revelation and concealment. 
Revelation being the acceptance of God's kingdom that has come through Jesus. A people who are commanded in the ways of the Lord, hearing and responding to the truth. Y'all can talk. Y'all can talk back. You can say amen. It, it's not going to hurt. And then there was concealment. Concealment hidden be, because of rejection and as a result punishment from ever understanding the true nature and desire of God's kingdom. And when we understand those two, those two purposes of the parables, it's what gives us access to the proper interpretation of a parable. And so Jesus, as he taught these parables, he said in the gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 3, before he said anything, he said, listen, 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 from, comes from the Greek word akuo, meaning comprehend or understand. In other words, listen to live out. Listen with your heart or your spiritual ear. If we're not listening with your spiritual ear, we will never be able to hear or understand a parable. So as Jesus goes on to, to teach this, this parable, he said, listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And it happened as he sowed that some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was when the sun was up, it scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some and some seed fell among the thorns and the thorns grew up and choked it and it yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Bless you if you read that the first time, second time, or third time, and you understood it. God bless you. More power to you. God speaking to you. But sometimes with a parable, you got to go back and you got to dig into that thing to make sure it is saying what it is saying. With the parable, we know that Jesus always has a purpose. And that purpose is not what we think, it's not what we want it to be, it's for the purpose of the kingdom of God. So verse 9 says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Let him hear. Jesus used these real life, relatable situations to reveal kingdom truth. This, the, the, the time period was, was very uh, agrarian and, and agricultural society. And so Jesus used this occupation to, to compare the kingdom of God. And so what did they hear? They didn't. He says in verse 11 and 12, to you, it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. 
so that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven. Hardened hearts, hardened hearts will not be able to accept the revealed truth of the kingdom of God. Jesus will not allow it. It is concealed. It is kept hidden to a hardened heart. There were people around whose hearts were simply in the wrong position for the kingdom Jesus was about to institute. They expected a kingdom of the Old Testament, but, but, Jesus, but Jesus revealed the secrets to the kingdom of God that were hidden before is now revealed to believers of the good news. When healing the man's withered hand in chapter 3, we understand the Bible says that he looked, Jesus looked around with anger and was grieved by the hardening, the hardened hearts. Church, a refusal to turn from sin and unbelief and repent will leave you on the outside of God's kingdom. Jesus spoke and taught the parables to communicate truth about this kingdom. He spoke so we would think and they would think deeply about what Jesus is saying. And, and, and it is our faith, it is our faith that it enables understanding of these parables. So this morning, when Jesus speaks, I have to ask, what do you hear? What are you hearing? Is it worth going deeper? Or do we just want to keep thinking about our own expectations? Did you hear something that will stretch your faith? Something that will help you believe in, in it even though you can't see it in this present season of your life? The parables are a part of a framework of his story. The parables of Jesus in the Gospel of Mark tell us that the truth is not concealed to a heart that is willing to accept and believe that Jesus is the Son of Man and the Son of God, the ultimate sacrifice for not only my sins, but the sins of the whole world. And it's with this heart it's with this heart, this believing heart, the mystery of the kingdom of God can be revealed through our lives. Only those who truly accept the Messiah, the Christ, the main character of the Bible will produce fruit necessary to please God. Amen? If you don't believe it, you should. Philip asked a question last week. Where are we in the story? Where are you in the story? Jesus taught in parables so we could listen and think. He also wants us to decide and act. Listen, think, decide, act. So I asked a question today. What are you hearing? What did you hear?
So, so, so if we're not hearing, it might be because we're not listening thoroughly. Amen. He said, listen. It's the first thing he said. He said, listen. So I, I, I have three self-reflecting questions that I need us to ask before we get out of here this morning. Three, three self-reflecting questions. The first question is, what are you hearing with? See, you can physically be present but spiritually absent when you are listening with a hardened heart. Your spiritual ear means listening, praying, and asking the Holy Spirit to shape and mold and make you into what God needs you to be. Mark 4.23 says, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to, to, to them, pay attention to what you hear. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and still more will be added to you. What are you hearing with? The next question is, how are you hearing? How are you hearing? When the, when the disciples, they didn't understand what Jesus was saying, they got into his presence. <laughs> they went into their prayer closets. They went to Jesus and, and asked questions. What does this mean? The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added unto us. Proverbs 20 and 12 says, the hearing ear and the seeing eye, the Lord has made them both. Let me go further. Psalm 1, 1 through 3 says, Blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and leaves do not wither. How are you hearing? Are you getting in the presence of God to understand your purpose? And the last question is, why are you listening? The biggest question. Are you listening because you believe? Or are you listening just because you're part of the crowd? Mark 9, 23 is Jesus said to the man who whose son had a mute spirit, he said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Revelations 14, 12 says, here is a call for the endurance of saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. Blessings and rest follow those who wait faithfully in Jesus. God's kingdom has come in the form of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of Man, the Son of God. Jesus used many parables to teach because he knew there would be acceptance and he knew there would be rejection. He announced the kingdom and it was their responsibility, their response their understanding of the teaching, the parable, to determine whether they would be in the kingdom 
or out of the kingdom. Jesus said to the disciples, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? There's no shortage of soil for seed to be sown. The question is, what kind of soil does it fall on? Jesus wanted them to understand this, this truth in the parables that, that he is the sower and that, that, that the seed he is sowing is on bad soil and good soil. He wanted them to understand that there, there's a lot of things that, uh, that things in your life that the devil can do to keep that seed from germinating. He wanted them to know that, that, that if you allow the devil to keep that seed from germinating, there will never be fruit that God can use. He wanted them to know that He won't be hidden. Keep telling the world. Keep telling the world what I said and, and so they can understand and have insight. Don't hide me because I'll be seen by all soon. He said, I promise there will be a glorious harvest day. He said, I know, no, I know it may seem insignificant right now as a size of a mustard seed, but, but don't, be, don't despise the small things because greater is coming. Greater is coming because we know that, that when we accept the good news that God sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus, who manifested himself in the flesh, who knew no sin, but took the punishment of death by crucifixion on the cross. He was buried in a borrowed tomb, but on the third day he arose with all power in heaven and earth and is now sitting at the right hand of God the Father waiting for the great day of judgment so we can believe, so, who, so we who believe can ex experience eternal Life in a new heaven and a new earth. The mystery of the kingdom of God is reflected in Jesus' parables. Verse 33 and 34, they said it. And with many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. But without a parable, he did not speak to them. So I challenge us today to challenge our hearts with a hearing test. Do we understand the purpose of Jesus? Do we understand the purpose of the parables? If not, listen and think. Then decide and act on the greatest decision you will ever make in your life and that's to accept Jesus as your personal savior what did you hear let us pray Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, just for being who you are, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for being the master teacher. We thank you, God, for loving us in spite of us. God, now as we have heard your word, God, give us a heart that would think and listen. Give us a heart that would act and decide to follow you this day. Lord, something may have been said here that would cause somebody to want to know you more. It's our prayer, God, that 
that that's the case. Lord, that you would move in the heart of someone today to make that decision, to make that decision to have you as their personal Savior. In Jesus' name.